0: Hey, good afternoon, top fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here uh, with another new face in the clubhouse, another team uh, in, so I want to welcome Marty, Um, Marty actually does a podcast himself called Louisville Sluggers, so Marty, welcome into the clubhouse, how are you?
1: Thank you for having me on, thanks Bill.
0: You bet, you bet. So uh, Marty knows I'm a Dodger fan, He he didn't believe it when we were setting this up, but Marty, who's your favorite team?
1: Oh, the Giants, obviously
0: i love it i love it we had a great marty we had a great podcast with a with two cousins one that's Uh, a giants fan and one that's a dodger fan going after each other and it was if i could air the stuff that we didn't record oh boy yeah they were they were having a good time with each other it's pretty awesome (laughs) that's funny so anyway so tell me why uh why the giants why are they your favorite team childhood
1: Uh, well actually that's a family connection Um, my uh, grandmother she's from she was six she was born here in phoenix and she moved to san francisco at six months old so she lived from san francisco from the late 50s all the way to at least the early 70s so she kind of grew up growing up with the giants and the 49ers and uh warriors at the time so uh her dad actually was best friends with the john brody who was the quarterback for the 49ers during that era okay and then she also was she also met juan marichal in the 60s
0: Nice.
1: so yeah so that's how we kind of got into the Giants. Um, I just started getting to them like when I was like seven years old was when I started following them. But most of our family likes the Giants. We have a few Diamondbacks fans here and there, but mostly San Francisco. Nice. nice. I,
0: you know, one of the things that I love about baseball, Marty, is the fact that everybody that I interview for the podcast, every single person, when I ask them that same question, it always goes back to something family-related. Yeah. And to me, that's awesome. You've yeah. got something where you can go back to family-related does it get any better? Right. So, um, awesome. Okay. So you're a Giants fan, you know, that, uh, it it comes, it's born and bred in you, which is awesome. Who's your favorite current MLB and who's your favorite retired MLB player?
1: Ooh. Well, so right now there's two guys currently, and they're both on the Giants. That would be Logan Webb and uh, Brandon Crawford, uh, Logan, Logan Webb. Uh, he kind of was a mid-level prospect, and he actually just he became kind of the Giants' ace. Come last year, he kind of once he got back from injury because he had been injured and he was in the bullpen. He got into the rotation basically became a phenomenal uh, what do you call player? So and then Brandon Crawford, he's been with the Giants forever. And then last year kind of was the best year of his career for at his age. He was like he's like in his mid to late thirties. So kind of surprised he did well so good for that year. So those are my two favorite players on the Giants right now. Then I have a couple other ones who are not on other teams, guys like DeGrom, um, Scherzer is another one, uh, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and a bunch – and many other players.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Crawford because he – you're right. He had a breakout season last year, which was phenomenal. And then in addition to that, you said Logan Webb, and and I wish you Utah you fans could have seen my reaction when he said that because – Logan, that's not Logan Webb's name. It's Logan, I'm a Dodger Killer Webb last season. Yeah. Like it seemed like every time he pitched against the Dodgers, he was a Cy Young Award winner and all of Favor. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, he was he was a rough go, man, I tell you, but it's it's awesome. So do you have a couple of favorite retired players?
1: Uh obviously number one, he just retired and it's and this one was broken with Buster Posey.
0: Right. Right.
1: Uh yeah. I mean Buster, I grew up with him. I've he's been my catcher most of my lifetime. So it's going to be really weird this year, not seeing him as a, as the starting catcher. It's Like I think it's the first time since 2008 that Buster Posey will not be on the opening day roster.
0: How do you think that's going to fare out for the giants?
1: I honestly, I mean, we got Joey Bart. He was the second overall pick in 2018, but unfortunately he hasn't kind of looked to the expectations as he should have. I mean, he came up in t- mid- middle twenty nine, no twenty twenty during COVID year. He did pretty decent. I mean, he did he kind of did meh at best. And then twenty twenty one, he was brought up, but then he struggled a bit. So they ended up having Kirk Casali as opposed to his backup, and Cassali had to start off slow, but he got better as time went on. And so, which basically meant Joey Bart was the odd one out. I know Joey Bart said he kind of feels the pressure just because I think the catcher battle is going to be interesting between him and Kasali. so depend upon who does well this spring training it's most likely one of those two will be the starter I feel more likely that Kasali might start just because he had vet- he's, he's a veteran he has experience I mean Bart he could but I just don't know I mean it just depends if he's good or not because I just don't know if he's going to be that great as of right now if he just, just has like a little short like film so it doesn't help less but I do wish him the best. I hope he does well. I mean, I, we spent basically all those draft picks just to get him. So yeah. if he's a successor to Posey, then I hope he does well for us. If he doesn't, it's going to be a disappointment because he was very highly uh, sought after. And he also was top 10 in MLB Pipelines prospects for the past two, three years.
0: You know, it's funny. I did a, a radio show yesterday. I was invited to do a radio show in Orange County, California, GOAT Studio. And uh, so I was on this radio show and, and at the end of the show, they did predictions. Right. And that one was, you know, it was a little awkward. And I, you know, when we got around to the national league West on paper, the Dodgers should win the West. Right. But I, you know, I had mentioned on air yesterday that it's, it's good for baseball when the Dodgers and giants are battling it out to the end. Yeah. It sucks for baseball when one team just, runs one of those two teams just runs away from it or they're they're both terrible type thing um it's good for baseball when they're both running uh you know just like it's good for red sox yankees in the american league east and so i really hope that the giants have a you know a decent season being a dodger fan i'm like okay i hope you guys finish 10 10 games behind us you know fall apart in september type thing but um but i think it's really good for baseball when when that rivalry exists and it goes down to the wire like it did this last season. This last yeah, season was amazing.
1: I think the playoffs helped them meet in the playoffs the first time because I think the closest that they meant was in the 62, uh, the best of three to 62 uh, sudden death series. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, as a, you know, as a Giants fan that you are, you've seen, you've seen a lot of success in your, you know, early yeah. on. I mean, they had that, that five year span where they won the world series three times. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's just, it's interesting how teams kind of go up and down and up and down and up and yeah. down. And, you know, on paper, you look at some of these, like, for example, you know, we're talking Ashley West for a second here on paper, the Padres were going to make a run for their money and they were going to like probably trade Eric Hosmer and all these things. Well, uh, Tatis fractured his wrist in an ATV accident. That sounds like in the offseason. and he needs surgery. And he's going to miss three months of the season. Well, you miss April, May, June. You know, if you're eight games out of first place at the end of June, and then how good is he going to be coming back? That gives the giants, and the Dodgers that leg up to, to not have to worry about that. I mean, you, you talked about Phoenix. Um, you know, I don't think the diamondbacks are going to make much of a play this season. I, you're out there closer to it than I am, but I can't imagine. Can you imagine them making much of a play?
1: No. Well, there's a lot of issues with the Diamondbacks. Like, I think it's more the fact that a lot of people have said, I have a couple of friends who are Diamondbacks fans and family members, is mostly the ownership. They think that uh, Ken Kentrick, who's the owner of the team, needs to sell it due to he's made some very poor decisions, like trading away like Paul Goldschmidt, AJ Pollock. Another one was – getting Madison Bumgarner, which he kind of he's kind of one of the biggest busts in recent memory. And it's sad because he was on the Giants and he had that great 2014 postseason run, but now he's just kind of become kind of, he's just regressed since. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, they're trying to get Michael Conforto, which, why are you going to get Conforto if your team's not great? I mean. Yeah,
0: it's, it's like they're trying to land one fish yeah. and be able to say, here you go. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So you, uh, so you've given me some good data. Now, now tell me the ballparks that you've been to. Where have you oh, been? Oh, so
1: uh, I, I've been here at Chase Field. That's the first one. I've been to Oracle Park. Well, it was AT and T Park, so I went when it was AT and T. And then I've been right. to Peckham And then I've been okay. to the spring training field. So like Camelback Ranch, uh, Maryvale, Peoria Sports Complex and a Goodyear ballpark, and that's a And let me see. Also, Tempe Diablo, and that's about it.
0: Okay. Okay. Favorite major league ballpark you've been to?
1: Probably Oracle, honestly. I, mean, I love the view. You know, it's very beautiful. If you've seen the pictures of what the park's at, you see the waters on right field. you got the big Coke bottle in left. you got the Kale Garden in center. Well, it's no longer a Kale Garden, which it's outside the bullpen. And then probably second would be Petco. I mean, I love the backdrop because you got the downtown San Diego skyline. Uh, you got like the waters, like back of behind home plate. Very beautiful. So probably those two.
0: Yeah, I would, I, you know, I, I enjoy Petco Park. I really enjoy Petco Park. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this next time you go to Petco Park. Notice how dark it is at night. The, the, the lights go north and south, not east and west. Oh. And so, the, it feels dark in there. <laughs> it's the weirdest I'm actually
1: thing. going there uh, this summer, actually. I'm in talks of uh, going to see the Giants for the Padres July 8th or the 10th. And uh, there was 640 and the 415. Those are the two games we might go to. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, go when you go check it out you, you'll understand what i'm saying when you get there i mean it's it is so unique so unique mm-hmm. and so um but i like there i you know i've been to at park when it's at park now it's oracle um good stadium mm-hmm. i froze and it was like july right because yeah. it's right on the bay and so but it is majestic um it is you know it's a newer ballpark but it is majestic I have to tell you, of all the ballparks that I've been to, and no disrespect to Phoenix, all the ballparks I've been to, the worst by far is the Open Coliseum.
1: All right, I agree. Not I, meant pass, you. I passed yeah. by it over there, and it, and you know what they do? They throw the seats on the parking lot. Yeah, and yeah. there's been a couple of times where they've been stolen. I've heard a couple of people have been stealing them for yeah, just that.
0: Exactly. It, it's just it's crazy. That ballpark is not meant to be a baseball park, but right behind that ballpark, like, you know, right just above that park, if I were going to say worst ballparks, I'd say Chase. It Chase just feels weird to me, right? I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I've been to a couple of games there and it's, I don't find it very comfortable. I, I don't know. It, it seems like more of an attraction than a baseball stadium. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just how it's designed. And I know that the Diamondbacks actually are wanting to get a new ballpark. They actually sued Maricopa County because apparently they're saying that they're not responsible for the damages because there's been a, a leaking issue for the past couple of years. Jeez. But City of Phoenix and Maricopa County are basically saying, no, it's, the, it's your guys' responsibility. You signed the lease. So right now, apparently, MLB is looking into the situation and There's a possibility that Diamondbacks might leave Phoenix for relocation, and people are speculating that Las Vegas is uh, they're going to be moving to Las Vegas or they're going to build a ballpark in the near the Scottsdale area.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of talk about Las Vegas. Where there's talk about the Las Vegas raids, right? Yeah. Um, the Las Vegas Diamondbacks. I, I mean, Vegas is. And what's funny about that is Pete Rose gets banned for life for betting on his own team to win, not even lose to win. Mm-hmm. And yet, now we're going to have professional baseball all over Vegas. I mean, professional sports all over Vegas. Let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Anyways, that's another topic for another podcast. Yeah. Bucket list. Uh, four or five ballparks you you haven't been to, but you want to go to. Uh,
1: So, one would be Yankee Stadium. I've always wanted to go to Yankee Stadium. Uh, that's been a Night. That's been always a dream. I have a couple of friends who've been to Yankee Stadium. Beautiful uh ballpark. Second would be hmm, probably Dodger Stadium. I've never been to Dodger Stadium before. And that's I mean that's I've never seen it in person. I've known people I've seen it, but I've, I've all, it seems an interesting place to go. I would want to go there. Uh third would most likely be City Field, really? which is where yeah, City Field, Mets. Yeah, I, I just like that design, and plus with the bridge, the little Brooklyn Bridge, which is over the bullpen, seems like a little nice uh, area to be. Uh, Coors is another one. I've always liked Coors. I like how the the ball like is crazy how you, they hit how the people can hit it for, to like fourth or fourth or fifth deck, which is unbelievable. <laughs> and then lastly. It's kind of between Atlanta, the new Braves ballpark, and possibly Anaheim just because of how they're both – well, because Atlanta just gives me, like, the Oracle Park vibes. If you've seen, like, the brick wall in right field in Atlanta. And then Anaheim just because of the – just because it's close to me. Just because I live, like, a couple of hours outside of that area. Same with the Dodger Stadium.
0: Right. Dodger Stadium is a lot of fun to go to. It's up on a hill, um, and it's very old school ballpark. Obviously, it's the third oldest ballpark in the in the business, right? Um, I've been to Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium. Actually, the year I was there, they were tearing down old Yankee Stadium, so you could still see it in the background. Uh, I've been to Fenway. I've done the Fenway tour. That is an amazing ballpark. You need to get out there, Marty. That's a great ballpark.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I want to go those two scratch off I think Anaheim and Coors I'd rather go to Fenway and Wrigley just because of the how old they are and plus they kind of mean have significance to major league lore like yeah, I was reading yeah, yeah. a stat that Hank Aaron had like 50 of his 755 home runs came from Wrigley Field All
0: right and so yeah you got to add Wrigley Field on there and then in addition to that, you probably ought to consider adding uh Citizens
1: Bank out in Philly. Oh, my friend on Lewis Slugger's podcast, he's a bit he's from Philly, uh, David. He's okay. been a citizen bank. He's a he's he won wa- he, I think he went to the vet like one of the final years before the vet was closed down and citizens bank took over. Yes, yeah. the Philly ballpark.
0: Yeah, that um that was the most unique thing I ever had seen being you know being from California we're used to having these big old monstrosity of parking lots around these stadiums right I mean my office where I'm sitting right now is a mile and a mile and a third to Anaheim Stadium on the same street I could literally walk to Anaheim Stadium if I wanted to Um, but we're used to these huge monstrosity of parking lots right well when you you know back in the old days you had the vet you had um you had uh uh I'm drawing a blank, but you had uh, where they played hockey and basketball there. You had the, uh, the baseball stadium there and football stadium there. And it was all in one complex, all in one big parking lot. Philadelphia, Philadelphia Spectrum, I'm sorry, I, I lost that. But yeah. So you had all these places in one parking lot. And in any given time, you could have two, three sporting events going on in the same parking lot, which is crazy.
1: <laughs> Insert yeah, craziness I- here. I know um, Phoenix, the Suns and Diamondbacks are in just right next to each other. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's uh, but like AJ Pollock said when when they asked him how's it going to feel to play to an empty stadium when he was a Dodger in 2020 with COVID, he says I'm used to it. I played for Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I mean you don't see it. you see more away teams than Diamondbacks fans that come here. I mean that's just. It's in the same lines, as, I think, like the Rays and the A's, like those three teams have a fan fan issues because how is it that more of the visiting team is going to flock over and compared to the home team? It's like basically another home game.
0: Well, and and honestly, the um, what was interesting when I went to the Coliseum, when I went to Oakland Coliseum, it was years ago, it was uh-huh. 2009 or so, 2008 or 2009. And uh, the Yankees were in town. And I didn't do it because the Yankees were in town. I was up there on business and a co-worker said, uh-huh. who was a Yankee fan, said, hey, the Yankees are in town. You want to go to the game? And so we went there and they were selling a bunch of Ricky Henderson memorabilia, both A's and Yankee stuff at the oh. stadium and Yankees hats and things. And you would have thought that you were maybe in the Bronx, and not in Oakland. But um, it was it was a unique stadium. That's for doggone sure. Doggone sure. All right. Final question, my friend. Um, what are you looking forward to most about the 2020 season coming up?
1: Uh, 20, uh, well, basically we got baseball back. I was really concerned with the whole lockout situation. I thought this was going to be 1994 all over again. I mean, I wasn't even born in 94. And I heard stories about when 94, that lockout, when that strike happened, it basically killed baseball for at least a good couple of years. So at mm-hmm. least we got the lockout over uh, I'm really excited to go to see the Giants play the Padres this year. Really hope that they can build off the success like they did last year. They got a lot of good farm talent, and also too, they got some good talent on the major league field. So, and then also too to see um, a lot of the new free agents. Like for example, I would love to see Scherzer what Scherzer and Degrom do in New York since they're now both on the same team, and this could be a deadly uh, duo. Um, also see couple of other players especially seeing trout back because trout didn't play at all that he, he didn't he only played like half of the season with because of his back so see what he does and then now let's see if the braves can repeat as world champions which i mean there has been no repeat winners since 2000 so curious to see how that goes
0: right yeah it's it's um going back to 94 for a second i was around i had graduated from high school just graduated from high school and when that strike happened, the next year they brought back baseball. And I think they only had like 145 game season because they were still arguing yeah. 95. Cal Ripken broke uh, Lou Gehrig's Ironman record. And though it got press, it didn't bring the fans back. It wasn't until a guy named Mark McGuire and a guy named Sammy Sosa had this home run competition right in 1998 that, that brought people back into it. And my argument has always been if that lockout lasted longer than it had, and let's say we didn't get 162 games, let's say we we got a 100-game season, Um, what are you going to bring back, right? You've got steroids aren't going to be a thing. Um, You know, you had COVID with no fans in the stands. Then last year, some fans in the stands, then you had to prove that you were vaccinated or whatever. So it was totally different. Now, all of a sudden, it is much, much uh, you know, it, it could have destroyed the MLB brand, but I'm glad, like you, I'm glad that baseball's back. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys the 18th, next, this Friday is when yeah. the first spring training games start. And so, I mean, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's
1: bring it on back, right? I have an interesting story about 94, actually. I, one of my uh, relatives was, an, was a replacement empire in 84. Oh, wow. He was, he was, he worked for the Padres when they were still in Yuma. Because uh, they live in Yuma, so he was he did stuff for the organization. Then he wanted to get into umpires. so he got into umpire. He umpired spring training. When '94 happened, he was one of the replacement umpires. Is when the replacement players were coming, so he was one of the the replacement umpires in '94. Wow! Wow! So he, yeah. So it was like a lot of the replacement players, like Kevin Millar, was probably the most well known of the replacement players.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Millar. It, it's, um, it's amazing. Again, I mean, I almost went to the, to, I was, you know, I've said this a number of times off air, but if this strike was, or if this lockout was going to last, you know, longer than it should, I was, why don't you bring in replacement players? <laughs> why? Did, I mean, get baseball back going because there's nothing better. Uh, and, you know, everybody to a person says this, right. And, and you probably think this too, when you have a stressful day, whether it's you had a bad day at work, a bad day at school, a bad day at, at whatever is that, you know, people do, right? If you have a bad day, you come home, you want to crack open a soda or water or something like that. Yeah. And you just want to sit down and relax, and take your mind off of it and just watch your baseball. And when it's yeah. not there, where do you go? Right. So, so
1: Cause it was stressful, Because you had the free agency frenzy that happened the last week in November. And then from December 1st till the middle of February, I mean, middle of March, nothing happened. It was just the players union and the owners bickering back and forth about, oh, we want this or we want that. We want the full season. Oh, Oh, we have to deal with the money. So it's like, it just got like boring. Yeah, exactly up
0: well, marty i appreciate you coming in and uh onto the podcast into what we call the top fan rivalry clubhouse i appreciate it you you've done well for a giants fan this is awesome and yeah. and again like i say i love the familial connection where you know it starts with the family and yeah. obviously you know a bunch about your team and and are excited about seeing baseball come back and and maybe even you might even attend a, a spring training game or so, right yeah. Try to get over there. So, um, Marty, I appreciate you coming in. We'll have you again on again. Okay, maybe maybe we'll get a couple of your guys from uh, Louisville Sluggers in right. as well. That'd be fun. would right. be fun to have you guys in. Uh, top Thank fans, this is Marty. Uh, he, again, another Giants fan, uh, which is great. Uh, we love all fans in uh, all 30 teams. We want to hear from everybody and their thoughts. Again, I love what Marty had said about Grandma and about it being a uh, family thing. And so uh, this podcast will be up shortly. Tell us what you think. Feel free to, to leave us comments um, on the site. Look around, poke around, and uh, tell, us, tell us what you think. Who we're missing. So Marty, again, thanks for, for being on, and we'll look forward to having you on again. Thanks. You're welcome.